Have you tried changing your health year on year, resolving that this year things are going to be different, but nothing seems to change? Oftentimes, when things are not changing, we're following many wellness myths and not looking at the full picture, including our nutrition, recovery, stress management, leaving out mind-body connection. I want to introduce you to Wellness Redefined, a new podcast from Refillion Media that's here to dispel all your myths about wellness and fitness while sharing stories of how we redefine what it means to be healthy. On each episode, we'll be talking to experts from all walks of life who will share their own unique wellness journey and offer their perspective. I am your host, Tamika Rochester, founder and CEO of Harlem Cycle, a premier wellness space in New York City with a focus on indoor cycling. I've been an advocate for wellness since as early as I can remember. So if this sounds like something that could help change your life, go ahead and pause the show you're listening to and subscribe to Wellness Redefined on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. June went exactly the way I thought it was going to go. <laughs> it was, and uh, I'm glad it's over. Devin, after she had like, she told me, she goes, I talked to Gina and she goes, she, she's like, I can't believe she has, she's traveling so much. I, <laughs> I told her, I was like, I was like, yeah. I was like, you know, really pisses me off. I know. <laughs> You're like, anytime, anytime it's like, well, let's, let's, you know, I know, it's, I, know. I, need to, I need to come out there, but you know, every, every know. time we talk about travel, you're like, I just can't, I just can't afford it. And all of a sudden it's like, you're like, I'm going to new Orleans. I'm going to San Diego. I'm going to Tahoe. I'm going. I know it really go? makes me sound like I'm full of shit. I know. I yeah. know. Oh, just you how- do. Oh, you-, <laughs> you know, the owner. <laughs> I know. I know. Believe me. I'm, um, I'm just glad that, uh, I'm glad that it, that, that it's over. <laughs> that sounds so mean. For like a week. It'll uh, be over for like a week. No, Travel. no, no, Travel. no. I'm not going. Yeah, I'm no. I'm not going anywhere. I don't think until Bali. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Help me. Help me. <laughs> Hello. Just a fucking shell of myself. Gina's um, at home, just like you know. She just is tired. And then Daniel or Marcus or anyone comes over and is like, all right, Hey, we're going to go here. And she's like, okay. <laughs> They're just like making her. All right, here we go. Grab her. Let's go. Grab her. Let's go. Oh man. Yeah. It was, um, it was super fun. It was fun, but, uh, our, okay. How many times have you said how much you hate American airlines? No, I hate it. Uh, well, yeah. And I've, and I've also, because I do hate them so much. Yeah. Um, I also just have to like, (laughs) dude, I I have a story I'm going to tell you after this, but it's, it has to do with like, maybe I shouldn't say I hate American airlines. I feel like someone's going to be listening to this. Oh my God, she's (laughs) such a bitch. And then I'm going to get like terrible seats. I'm always going to lose my flights or my spots or my, well, no, supposedly my, oh, sorry, go ahead. It's just not, it's, I don't, I, I rarely have good experiences on their flights and well, it's fresh I in my mind. So I'm going to say, I hate American airlines. Yeah, I can't change it. Like when I have to fly them, you know, some people be like, well, don't fly. Well, it's like, man, Sometimes the way it's... flights are, like the way it was like during COVID. And then the way it is now yeah. is like, 
it's your only option sometimes, like depending on where you're going. Right. You know, and so what time you have to be there, you just suck it up knowing like, well, this could go bad. Yeah, man. It was, (laughs) you you um, go into it being like, well, uh, Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs) Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs) No, it was so, I, I mean, honestly, it was, it worked out fine for us. I felt bad for people who were like trying to like get somewhere. Like we were just trying to get home. We'd gotten where we needed to be. Oh, tell everybody, give everyone just a little, quick little rundown of okay. So over, ba- quick overview of like where you've been so far and then where you just were. Okay. Well, so we were, we, well, I, I think everybody already knows I was in Vegas. Well, no, I was like in, well, I feel like the last two months I was in Orlando. Then I was in San Diego. Then I was in, where was I? Vegas. Then Vegas Tahoe. again. Yeah. Vegas, Although, Vegas, I did Vegas for the last minute. Yep show then vegas again then tahoe then uh new orleans but the last vegas tahoe new orleans was all like i was home for two days and leave again then home for two days but basically um uh it was for marcus's birthday and he had planned it so that we would get back on saturday so everybody would have sunday to rest and then go back to work on monday and um so sunday i mean sorry saturday everyone's going home getting on their flights. And so we get there. And of course I'm the idiot that decided to, I mean, I'm thinking new Orleans for like four, four or five days or four days. Uh, I'm going to check a bag, you know, I want options. Yeah. But apparently I was the only person in the group that checked a bag. Everybody else had carry on. And I kept making fun of everyone. Like, Oh, you're wearing, Oh, it's like a badge of honor. Like, look how cool I am. Like, I don't really even have to think about it. I, I get, I can go unprepared you know, so I'm just like talking shit the whole time. And so, and then of course, you know, this whole flight thing happens and you know, it's a pain in the ass because I'm the one that has to like go check the bag, go find my bag, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, oh, and I am also the only one that ran out of clothing. How that? Sir, I'm having trouble connecting to the <laughs> It looks like an issue with the echo device. So try restarting it. Alexa. Hold on. Okay, I'm gonna go plug unplug her app. Okay. Yeah, Alexa's going crazy. Um. Anyway. Always. Always. She's always spy- She's spying on you. She goes. Where have you been the last two months? She actually works for American Airlines. <laughs> She's like, you said what? <laughs> I'm turning off your internet. I'm turning everything <laughs> off. Turning everything off. Oh my God. Um, anyway, uh, I can't remember where I, where I left off. You know, I feel um, like that might be our future. The way, the way the world is like all of a sudden, just like yeah. you, you say something wrong and all of a sudden it's like, you're like, you're put in like timeout and you're like, right. your lights turn off and like, you know, maybe big like metal your house like turn your house turns <laughs> like into the, like a bunker yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just like fuck you will not leave until you say you're sorry <laughs> take back everything you said oh, no yeah. but um yeah anyway uh yeah I, i'm the only person that ran out of clothing which everybody was making fun of me um but it's because i was like lending clothing and shit so anyway oh you 100 were lending clothing i know who went yeah, yeah. so anyway uh so we get there. And so Marcus and I, Marcus is standing with me and I'm going to go check my bag. And all of a sudden all hell broke breaks loose. I mean, he gets an alert. We were supposed to fly out at two. We had a connecting flight in Dallas. 
uh, we weren't, our, our flight got pushed back to like 645. So we were not going to make our connecting flights. And we were like, well, okay, we'll just stay in this line. Luckily we were already in line. Uh, because all of a sudden, like hordes of people are like getting in line because they're all getting alerts, not just for our flight, our flight. There were like canceled flights, all this stuff. And so, you know, we finally get up to the desk and she's like, uh, I, the only thing I can get you guys on is 9.30 AM tomorrow. And we're like, well, fuck. Okay. And I, you know, it's always just like, I just want to get home. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I felt bad for people. There was like people standing next to us that, that are like telling the lady, like, I have a wedding to be at like, like tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know, and, and all this stuff. And so at least we didn't have anything we had to get back to. Um, so then we get to Dallas and then we get off the plane and they're, they're like, Oh, just go to customer service. It's right across from gate a 20 or whatever. So we're walking down there and we're looking and we're like, Holy shit. Is that the, is that the line for customer service? It was it was backed down like at least like four or five gates. Ugh. You know, you know how much how much room there is between those. Oh yeah. And so we're standing there and we're like, this is this is crazy, you know. And so we're sitting, we're standing there, and then they go over the over the intercom. They're like, so if you're waiting uh, for American Airlines, we are out of hotel vouchers, <laughs> and we're out of. Um, or would they say, oh, if you've come in, you, you may not get your bag until sometime tomorrow night. And everyone's like, what the, you know, so that's like an uproar. So we all just collectively decide I'm going to go see if my bag's here and we're just going to get a hotel and then deal with it on the phone later. So we go and do that. We luckily find a hotel. Then we go downstairs and, uh, Daniel and Marcus had talked to the customer service downstairs, which they could totally help us. Mm-hmm. So they give us these vouchers. They're worth $12 mm-hmm. for meals, $12. And then the hotel was going to be like a hundred dollars. Well, how many hotels out there for a hundred dollars a night? There aren't, um, unless I don't know, you want to get bed bugs or something. Oh yeah. And, um, so then, you know, and anyway, we made it and we go to the hotel and then Daniel quickly diverts us to the bar. And I find out later it's because they told them that since his reservation hadn't gone through on hotel tonight, there'd been other people coming in and that we may not have a reservation. Mm. <laughs> cool. He's like, all right, go get a drink. <laughs> he did. And there you go. He did. <laughs> and you're like, okay, you're going to take care of it. I mean, at that point, Megan and I didn't even want drinks. We were just kind of like sitting there like, do you want, I don't know, I guess, I mean, I don't know. What do we do? So then uh, and then they were like, oh, there's only food until 10 at this, at this hotel. It's like nine 45. So we're like, oh, okay. So, so we'll go and we'll order food. So we go and we're like, Hey, can we order food? She goes, oh, usually you can, but there's a wedding going on. And we're like, no, <laughs> no. Like do you have any vending machines? <laughs> you know, well, no, luckily there was like a place down the street that they could like walk down and get food. But anyway, so it all worked out. They upgraded us to like two King suites. So Megan and, and Marcus are in a King suite. Daniel and I are in a King suite. And yes, we were just friends for those of you out there who are Everyone's constantly like, ooh. wondering. Yeah. Ooh, nope. Just friends. And so, um, we're in this very, uh, sexy hotel. Um, then they go and get Indian food. I have never had Indi- Indian food. 
And I talk about it all the time. I've had like samosas, like, but like not actual, like Indian food. Yeah. Like from very good restaurant. Yeah. And that's all I keep hearing. So they go, they walk down to this Indian food place, come back. We're all eating food. I'm like, wow, this is really good. You know, it's real spicy. I love spicy. How's your butthole? Um, funny. You're getting to that point. Okay. I'm excited. Story. I mean, it's a a Russian roulette. Yeah, it was. And you know, we've always joked about that. Yeah. I've always joked about it, but, um, we're, so (laughs) we go to bed, (laughs) Daniel is out (laughs) already laughing, you know, (laughs) Daniel is out. Thank God. And so it's like, I don't know, like one in the morning and I'm like, Oh dude, my stomach hurts really bad. So I go in the bathroom. Well, the way that this hotel is set up is that it's got one of those stupid barn doors yeah, and has a gap in it. Mm-hmm. So like, if I've got the light on in the bathroom, I'm literally staring right down to Daniel's face, sleeping on the pillow. Yeah. Like the way it's the way it is. And then at the end of the bathroom is uh, a sexy shower. So it's like, yeah. it's, it's like an opaque window. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, so I'm, I'm like, Oh no. So <laughs> I run to the bathroom. I don't turn the light on because I don't want him to see me. Yeah. There's no sound control. Yep. I, all I can say is the, the sounds that were coming out of me, (laughs) I sounded like a, I don't know, like a 10 piece band. Like there was just, (laughs) that is so funny. I I mean, I'm 52 years old. I've taken sounded like a 10 piece band. I did. I was like, (laughs) it was i mean like we've t- we've told a lot of shit stories on this podcast unfortunately for the rest of you um, and i'm gonna say i take you know taking a lot of dumps by the time i'm 52 yeah yeah this was <laughs> the craziest thing that's ever happened to me to date. Were you just and full of a lot of air too? So it's it like was, a lot of farts. It was air out? between. I mean, I don't want to go into too much detail. There mm-hmm. was just a lot going on. A lot of explosion. A lot of, uh, a lot of waiting. Anyway, it was um, like a, a big band. It was like I said, yeah. It was like a. There was just a lot, and the whole time I just kept saying to myself, like, "Oh my god." Like, oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And I've never, and so like, we've always talked about like burning butthole. I've never, my butthole has never burned that bad ever. I felt like somebody just fed my butthole, like ghost pepper sauce or something. It was, (laughs) it, it was just horrible. And, and I'm, and I'm in this like hotel room and thank God it was a friend and not like on a date or something, but still it's not like, you know, I'm not like a big, like you and I talk about it, but I don't, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it was very embarrassing and I have the light off and I don't want to turn the light on because I'm afraid it's going to wake him up. So I don't know what kind of mess is back there. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to like put my, uh, cell phone my, light, my cell phone, the uh, flashlight to the back of me up in the mirror to see like if like I don't know if it's on you know you're trying to wipe god it was just a mess I felt like an infant <laughs> had just had a blowout she's gonna say it was so bad you're like I don't know if it's up my back I don't know <laughs> <laughs> 
checking I, the my toilet. Hair, my hair was down. I don't know if I rubbed <laughs> it in it. Just, it was so nasty. God, I was so disgusting. So did so did Daniel hear you? Did he wake up? He did up? not. He didn't wake up, thank God. And so then, and you know, I'm like wearing like these white pants. I just kept like imagining myself like waking up with just like a skin mark up the back of me. Mm-hmm. I, I really did feel like Ben Stiller in Along Came Polly. Along Came Polly. Yes. <laughs> I felt exactly, <laughs> it was like, that's all I kept thinking about. So, you know, I'm like making sure the bathroom's all cleaned up. I'm making sure I'm cleaned up. And so that just kept happening all night. So it was like till like 4 a.m. We had to get up at seven. So I'd have like three hours of sleep. And Daniel like wakes up and goes, hey, how'd you sleep? I go, I'm never eating Indian food ever (laughs) again. And he just lost his shit. (laughs) He could not stop laughing. He's like, what happened? I was like, thank God you didn't hear me. Oh my God, I had the camera and I got, I didn't want to wait. Yeah, anyway. you're like it was like a big band in there. It was. <laughs> it was. Well, and then I was so worried because now we're going to the the airport, and what, yeah. what if this keeps happening on the plane? Yeah, not good. It, it kept happening in the airport, but thank God, not on the plane. So yeah, it was um, it was an experience. Never again. I know some people, and well, and then they were like, "Well, we all ate the same food, Gina." I said you were correct, but I I don't know. I don't know what it was. It like just, it didn't like me. I think it was just the accumulation of June. Yeah. June had <laughs> June, its revenge. June had its revenge. June was June. like, ah, Indian food. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put the icing on the cake. There's <laughs> never been a better time <laughs> to lose a few pounds. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just one Indian food meal away from my goal weight. <laughs> God, that's so funny. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. You made it home. Made it home. I made it home. And uh, yeah, tried to, tried to just <sighs> get back to normal yesterday. Went to the gym, went to work, you know, back to my life. Can't tell you. It feels so good. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> it feels, feels so, so good. good. Feels so good. So but good. Yeah. yeah. So what's, <sighs> so that is my story. Okay. What were you, you going to tell me? Well, um, remember the podcast where we were talking about my experience with, we were talking about customer service and lack thereof. Yes. Day and age. Yes. Well, uh, another one strikes again. Well, yeah. Oh. Um, one, we were talking about the place where I'm, when I was dealing with our boat, the boat place. Yeah. Rogers. Um, Roger called my uncle. <laughs> what? Oh no! Uh, oh, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> Shut Dude. up! Somebody heard the podcast and told him. Yeah. So, um, Roger, <laughs> obviously, I don't really know much about it because my 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 family knows freaking everybody. Oh, you got but, yourself uh, in trouble, huh? Well, actually, I didn't get in trouble because well, no, I was just being, true. I was being honest, but it's... I was immediately worried. I was coming downstairs and my dad walks in and he like starts talking to me, like asking some sort of questions that like immediately, I can't remember exactly what he said, but at a certain point it got to something, something podcast. And I was like, huh. <laughs> it 
happened again. Dude, I had, I heart, my heartbeat was in my toenails. I was like, <laughs> I could feel it in the top of my head. I could feel my hair growing. I was like immediately stressed. Like, oh fuck. Did I just like, did I, did I, did some, is it, did I, are you in trouble dad? Like, did I do something bad? Yeah. He didn't give a shit because, well, I guess I shouldn't say that. I learned that I'm a really good. I'm, I'm apparently a professional shit talker. So he didn't care because I didn't say anything that wasn't true. But on the topic of the people that are listening, I stand behind the fact that I do think that customer service is really, really easy to be overlooked. And, you know, it shouldn't matter. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, you know that there's a comment from Rogers on the YouTube uh, video. And I responded back to him. I was, you know, thankful. Thank you for reaching out and for being concerned that, you know, you don't want something like this to happen again. Um, you know, there was, they did give a lot, some information about how, you know, it's summertime and it gets really busy. And sometimes they are two to four weeks out. And the only time that they take, like someone might get precedent in like an appointment is if you actually bought your boat from there. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Um, but I do, I, I responded and I do understand. I, I definitely understand being busy and I definitely understand, um, more than anything, moments where when dealing with people, maybe business or a customer or whatever it is that you're in, could be a, could be a family, could be a friend, could be a family member. When you are busy and, sh- and you have a lot going on, it can be extremely easy to, I guess, like forget about the importance of customer service. Mm-hmm. Now, with that said, you guys, I'm not saying that they should have immediately uh, seen my boat. No. But what I am saying is that the way you communicate, it really does matter. Sure. Well, we, we, and this, and we this, said this, that. And we did. No, we did. Yeah. And this is a, you know, it's a prime example of, you know, they didn't know who I was. I wasn't going to be like, do you hey, know who I am? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you know, tell them and they're like, who's that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, they, apparently my uncle got a phone call and they were saying, who is who is Brooke Entz? (laughs) (laughs) But so one thing I do want to say on the podcast is I do stand behind the fact that I think that customer service is very important. I was never expecting that. I I would have never expected them to expecting special treatment. I would have never expected them to drop everything to like get my boat in. No. All I asked for is if they could, if they could just take a look at it because we didn't know what was going on and it was going to cost me a bunch of money to, you know, rent a boat and go down that rabbit hole. Now, what have I, and the only reason I really thought, you know, they would be like, yeah, bring it by. We'll have some look at it. Cause in my mind, and obviously this is probably a pitfall, but in my mind, I assumed, or at least I thought if it were me, you might say like, bring it by, we can take a, we'll take a quick look at it. But depending on, you know, if we're able to find anything, we may need to schedule a, t- a we'll have, may have to schedule an appointment, but we were not, we don't have anything open until X, Y, Z. Right. But it was just like cut and dry. No, nah, you know, and we're, so, we're it, too yeah. so it sucked, but I do want to say, I appreciate Rogers reaching out and, um, uh, I'm not sorry for being honest about my experience. However, I can self-reflect and realize, you know, um, just, you know, everyone has, everyone has moments where when you're stressed or busy or dealing with something, 
we might forget the importance of how we communicate to somebody, especially being someone who is a consumer of, of a product you have, whether it's a, you're a, a you know, personal trainer or you're working on boats or right. you are, you know, I don't know, working in the drive-through at Taco Bell. Um, I said Taco Bell because Gina loves Taco Bell. I do love Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, if you guys are getting, get your boat worked on at Rogers, you don't need to stop taking your boat to Rogers. Okay. And honestly, I'm not trying to put anybody out of business. No. And I do believe though, that even though it may have not been great to hear, I think any business or business owner wants to know, you know, when things need to be tightened up. Um, Absolutely. For, for experiences for not only the employees there, but for the customers and nothing about me, you know, sharing my frustrations or experience was in a way to only, um, I guess, talk poorly about my experience because I didn't get what I wanted. It, it's not that at all. It's, I think that everyone deserves really good customer service. And because of my, like my mom worked in, uh, I mean, I was, I was a waitress too, but my mom loved serving and she was always in, um, you know, always had jobs like that. And she owned her own bagel store. And so she's working with customers all the time. And my dad doing construction, I've just been around it a lot. And it sucks to even have my parents experience like poor customer service where they go somewhere where it just never used to be like that. So I think that it's important that people, if you hear it or, you know, have someone else give you a review or something about what's going on. Um, and I also am taking this advice for myself, you know, mm -hmm. it's, you don't, don't immediately dismiss it because it makes you upset. If there's, right. there's, there's gotta be some sort of truth in there. Um, obviously everyone has different experiences, but if you're in the business of serving some sort of service, well, you, you want people to have, like, you want them to come back and you want people to have positive word of mouth. You want them to share positive experiences to bring you more customers. And it seems so easy, but it really can be tough if you're, again, you just have a human moment where you don't think about, you know, customer service constantly, especially if you got like a million things on the book. So you're, you're super busy and maybe uh, tons of people have just been asking things of you over and over and over again. And you're just kind of at your wits end of having someone else ask you for something. And I understand that, but again, it's just part of the business. If you have, if you have, if you want to have good customer service, you want your customers to have a good experience. You just have to, I guess, think about those things more often. Yep. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's easy. I know I am saying people are human and we have human experiences and we get emotional and we get busy and we get stressed. So not mad about it. I appreciate the, you reaching out Rogers and anyone who goes to Rogers, keep going to Rogers, you know, cause if anything, I may have just solved the problem for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Gina, oh my God. I'm just dying laughing. I'm, I'm downstairs. I'm downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to my dad and Todd comes in and I just look at Todd and I go, I don't think I should podcast anymore. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is that there's no way, there's no way that you can be honest about something and not upset some people. I know. And that's, I know. and that's, and hopefully, 
you know, I think we've talked about it on here before. Our goal and our goal, our goal is literally to not upset people. And from what I was not to hurt people, but it's to be honest. Yes. Todd told me, he goes, well, he goes, well, you, he goes, I mean, you are, you're a professional shit talker. And I was like, wait, what? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, without even knowing it, like I'm an unintentional professional (laughs) shit talker you know so it made me you know I was was, I started trying to think about like myself like well shit like that's not my intention at all and he he was telling me he's like I think it's more like when you're you know you and Gina have you're just banter and you're just you're talking and like the my tone he started talking about my tone and I was like well I mean I can't argue with you there I just so all I can do you guys is uh better try to better explain myself (laughs) I don't so you know what I I don't know I don't think that you're a shit talker I just think I think that so many people when they come on a platform they're overly careful about what they're saying yeah and where that's not and I think that we're just trying to have a, a normal conversation like we would have and I feel like that's why people enjoy listening. Cause they're like, Oh, they think th- they, that sounds just like me. Or, you know, it's not like we don't, we're obviously not scripted. We've made that very clear. Yeah. <laughs> Do you listen to us? And we're yeah. <laughs> unscripted. Um, and I think that, I think we're just getting to a point in this society where we have to like, so over edit ourselves. So as not to offend someone. And I think, I think the difference is, I don't think you're, sh- I don't think we're shit talking. I think we're being honest, but we're not doing it with the intent to hurt somebody like yeah, that. No. Is, it's never been like, oh man, like, you know, let's, let's fuck this guy over. Like, you know, yeah. don't, don't go to this guy's business. No, dude, do you it's know, just, so this at, is an I'm experience at- in, in the day of our life. So I had called, uh, you know, and I was sitting with like talking to my parents or whatever. <laughs> and the reason like too, it's, we didn't, they didn't know, no one thought of it in a way like in a bad way was because we have had like I haven't personally because my brother-in-law either takes the boat in or my dad takes the boat in or my brother right there has been and we'll just say this without saying there there hasn't been a a place in a long time in southern Utah that really has been worthwhile to work with yeah been more of a pain and it's so funny because I was at dinner with my brother and his girlfriend and he had a really, really bad experience with a company um, here in town and working on his razor. So ATVs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I, should I say the name? No, <laughs> I think what you've learned at this point is no, don't say the name. God, I almost is- want to, though, because, yeah. you know, uh, this company really did screw Cody over. I mean, wow. And there's no way they basically... Uh, they basically blew up his razor. They worked on it. He had already put in oil in it. He, they went in to work on it. Someone emptied the oil, didn't refill it. They, you know, um, whatever, bad process. They did what they were supposed to do, but they also did a lot of things they weren't supposed to do. Like they right. didn't refill the oil. They emptied the brand new oil and re- didn't refill it. And a lot of problems and then blew his razor up. He takes it in. They basically can't, won't do anything for, can't do anything for him. Sorry, you can't Not- prove it. Yeah. Not taking responsibility because blah, blah, blah. And then they had it where they were supposed to work on it. You know, he was like, he just went to go pick it up. They didn't, they're like, we don't have it. It's out in Washington at our warehouse. He's like, what the fuck goes, gets it there. It's sitting outside, has three flat tires and all of this like piece, like equipment off the razor that they've taken off is just in a pile in the back seat. I mean, it's a mess. What the frick? So just like the worst experience ever. Yeah. And they can't do, I mean, they wouldn't do anything for him. It's not that so they can't, they won't. 
They won't. They won't. Yep. And they won't admit that, you know, they really, really did a terrible job. Um, so he's, we're sitting at dinner and his girlfriend's like, you should talk about this one. <laughs> She's like, go get him. Go get him. true like my sister like so uh you know I, I work with Michaela and my daughter Kylie so my sister and my daughter and like we're up in the accounting office and we're constantly like hearing these there's like so like we, we constantly were saying accountability nobody takes accountability anymore it's like you know the bank goes oh you know you're uh uh <clears throat> so-and-so didn't get your check but uh it, it shows that it went through and uh, this, this other person, like somebody basically stole a check from a business that we had sent like a $6,000 check to somebody stole it, cashed it. And they're basically saying like, it's not our, the bank's saying it's not our problem. It's like you cashed it. Like they obviously didn't have the ID. They weren't this company. Yeah. So like you cash it. So like, basically it's like this game of like, Who's going to take responsibility? Yeah, my cousin like- the other day, this is, this is hilarious to me. My cousin has a pool person and the person came in and I guess the pool was low. So the guy was like filling their pool. So he just threw the hose in, filled the pool, like leaves, forgets to turn the hose off. Oh, cool. So luckily, and so luckily they weren't like out of town. Yeah. It like ran for the whole day. It's like all flooded. Um, he calls the pool guy. The pool guy goes, oh, that wasn't me. <laughs> and he's like, well, I mean, I don't know who else it would have been. <laughs> like, nobody's, who else would be filling my pool? I mean, like you were here. And then he, and then he was blaming, he goes, he goes, well, I, I you know, I think, I think to, to help you not do that again, <laughs> still not take your responsibility. We should get you a shutoff valve, an automatic shutoff for your hose. And my cousin Morgan goes, yeah, I don't need that because I, I turned the hose off. You didn't turn the hose off. And so they go, they're going round and round about it. So then Morgan goes back. The guy comes back, puts the shutoff valve on the hose. And charges him for like, it. And charges him for it. Savage. <laughs> even, though, even though he never, it was never his problem in the first place. Dude. And he's like, dude, what the fuck? And so finally they're going back and forth, back and forth. And finally, the guy, you know, he has to call like the water district. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. you're going to charge me for all this water. Da, da. Finally, the guy admits to it and basically says like, well, like I didn't, you know, because Morgan was like, dude, I just want you to admit to it and like maybe pay for like half the water, you know, like I'm not trying to like take away your business, <clears throat> but I think it's gotten to the point, excuse me, so I'm like, um, it's gotten to the point where people feel so liable for things. And it's almost like they're, you know, they're like, I can't afford that. You know, like, like the pool guy, I think was thinking like, oh my God, it's going to be like this gazillion dollar bill. And I can't afford that. So oh, guess what I'm going to do? I'm just going to do it. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't me. Yeah. It wasn't me. You know? So yeah, it's definitely like an accountability problem. You know, it's like, nobody wants to admit to anything because then they got to pay for it. Yeah. You know, and, and the they reality, should pay for it. Yeah. And the reality is this, they're a mistake. You know, when you have a business and you have employees, 
just because the per and like in, especially as like a business grows right and it gets a little yeah. bit more popular and you have more people coming in it's like the attention to like detail or like sure you know it, it, it can get lost and it can get a little lost or a little little the water gets a little bit dirty and that's just normal that's why people right. that end up not doing a good, good job they go in for their like review interview and they're like man we got to let you go yeah. you know like it's 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 okay it's okay for you know mm, when someone has a, a poor experience at a business or wherever they are um it sucks however as long as if if you don't say anything you know, you're really doing them a disservice because we're, you're just going to, you know, whoever is the the business owner or the manager, if they don't know what's going on and they obviously can't be everywhere all the time, you know, like things are going to fall through the cracks. People are going to do whatever's easiest and that's normal. That is just human. Just make mistakes. Yeah. People People make mistakes. (laughs) Wasn't me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wasn't me. (laughs) I, I literally just saw you do it. Nope. <laughs> that was not me it's like when two people fart in the room and one person's telling the other person that wasn't me and you're like i mean i think it was you <laughs> i think it definitely was you anyways but- i thought it was pretty funny um and i also thought it was really funny because i had to have this like conversation with myself in my head of course uh-huh. of like because immediately like, I, i'm not someone who like is like enjoys being I'm not mean like I don't enjoy being mean I'm not mean and so when immediately I thought like oh my god like was that was it was it wrong of me to like to be honest like just to tell an honest experience that I have and then I started thinking like well no because <laughs> just picture me talking to myself oh yeah I know because all you did is you just told your experience that the people have had a few you know few times and I shouldn't, you know, and you shouldn't have to like keep it in because it might hurt someone's feelings because then you don't solve any problems. Like that right there is an issue right. That right there in business or working with people is such an issue to, for us to stay in a state where like, you have to be so careful to not upset anybody. Like how can, how can anyone get better or how right. can you make changes? Like if it's, we're talking like a company, if you're constantly just never trying to like, you know, hold people accountable for what they did or give them feedback because they need, we should all be wanting to be better or having improvement if we don't do that because we're so scared of offending or upsetting or really saying something because then it's like, well, what if that person gets upset and then they go and, you know, try to like, you know, get me fired because I offended them. Like there's all kinds of, you know, things that could be going on. Right. And that sucks. You know, if we want to be better and no one can be great from the beginning, no one knows what they're doing from the beginning. Like it takes right. trial and error and practice and learning. And, you know, so that's just, that's just normal. But you know, I think that, know. I think that's the lesson though, too. It's like, well, if I'm willing to say something then I have to be willing to deal with the confrontation or the, or the, it's not even a repercussion because it's not like something happened back. I mean, but maybe a repercussion. I've, so I've, like had, like- <laughs> I've thought about it. I'm like, I'm like, what if I just like, like went into Rogers <laughs> why would you go there well because i've had all these thoughts right of like me going back and forth of like almost um feeling bad but then not feeling bad because you know if it needed 
it needed to, it didn't necessarily need to be needed to be said on my podcast, but it's my podcast. And we're talking about customer service and how yeah. sometimes it sucks. And yeah. that right there is what people deal with all the time. But I, you know, went back and forth of like, well, maybe what if I go in there and be like, Hey, <laughs> I think sorry, you <laughs> but I'm like, and I, I was visualizing myself, like walking in and people being like, Like just, just, it's just giving me like evil stares. They just Anyways. have like, I don't know, posters up with you with like the eyes scratched <laughs> out or something. <laughs> Big like anti signs. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. I love it. Anyways. I love a good, I, I love a good oopsie daisy. Yo man, we got some oopsies. <laughs> oh, they're the best. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oopsie daisy. Oopsie daisy. Well, I am off to Salt. Oh, I'm going to Lehigh, mm-hmm. Utah. So not all the way into Salt Lake. I'm heading up there to do some tactical training. Tactical, like like rolling and stuff. Um, tactical uh, shooting. 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 Okay. Yep. I have not. I don't know why I thought of rolling. Oh, I'm you know, not... like somersaults. Oh, tactical rolling. Ooh. Yeah, tactical rolling. <laughs> Just out of the car. All right, and go. And... <laughs> Just practicing like quick escapes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am. It's like I I don't even know how to say it because I'm gonna. What I want to say is I'm getting into, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm necessarily getting into the tactical games. I would like to, but I am actually just, I'm just really interested. And I think it is, um, it's an interest of mine, Mm -hmm. um, to get just to become a really great marksman and be very, you know, be tactical. I like that kind of stuff. I like the, I like the feeling of just being able to have more skills that are, I'm able to, it empowers me to mm-hmm. be able to protect myself and just like be tactical and like, I don't know, learn a lot of those things that you don't learn unless you are in the military or you go through, you know, things like training, things like training, some sort of training camps or things in that yeah. industry. So I'm very excited about it. And I don't know when, but I'm sure I do. I do see myself competing in the tactical games at some point. I don't say, Fun. I don't know when, because Listen. Well, you got to see how tactical you are first. Yeah, I'm not trying. To, I'm <laughs> where not do trying I? To, where do I range on the tactical scale? Yeah, like yeah. the way in my mind <clears throat> works is like I'm not. I've done the competition stuff. It yeah. is fun, but that's not why I'm doing it. So I am. I plan on training and preparing for it as if I were getting ready for a competition to go and compete in the tactical games. But I am like that's not the most important part. Like if yeah. I end up if I end up never doing a competition that's fine. Cause what I'm interested in is the fitness side of it. So the tackle games, you guys, it is fitness and it's like functional fitness and, um, shooting. They have, I guess like a lot of different, um, categories or things you can compete in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a lot of, it's like, you have to wear tactical vests. So do you remember when we did Murph and I had my, my weight vest? Yeah. So it's like that. So you have to wear a tactical vest. Women have to have 12 pounds in it. Men have 15 or something like that. And you wear these, you have every, all your gear on the whole time. There's running, there's 
sled pulling, there's heavy, like sandbag carrying. So it's a lot of physical, um, more like, I think like, like grunt work, you Mm -hmm. know, or like strongman type stuff, but like things that you would be faced with potentially in a sort of tactical situation, right? If someone who is a lot of people who are in, who compete in it are Mm post-military, which is, it's kind of like CrossFit. It's, it's a really cool outlet for someone to have the opportunity to continue to just train and work on those skills that, you know, you come back from, I don't know, being spending so many years in the military, a lot of people like that tend to like gravitate towards things like CrossFit because it has that competitive edge. Um, you're pushing your body to a limit that like is, you know, it's almost, it's really painful and uncomfortable, but it's like addictive. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I don't know much about it. I actually haven't gone and done anything that is like, you know, resembles one of their events, but I'm just focusing on training some gun skills first. And Hey, you guys, those of you that like, you know, you're, you're not for guns, like don't come at me. Okay. <laughs> and that's okay. If, if you're not, I, I understand why. And, and that's, that's totally fine, but don't come at me for no reason. This is this, it would just be super ridiculous from Southern Utah. You know, uh, my family hunts, we raise cattle, we eat our own beef. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, dro- so drop it. Well, it, yeah, I'm just, you know, I never really say that, but I, and if, if you choose to still come at me, Okay. That's all right. I don't really read the comments. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. I think it'll, I think I'm, what I'm the most excited about is after a really rough year, it's like, I haven't really had anything that I've been, it makes me feel like motivated to do something. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think a lot of, you know, a lot of people we talk about, it, it's like fitness, like going to the gym. Um, for most people, I feel like it's such a a moment. It's like me time, right? They go, they kind of like shut their mind off. They leave all their work at, at the door, whatever. Well, when that was your job for a long time, it just doesn't feel the same. Right. And I'm not, and for me, it's too, if I'm not competing in, in CrossFit, it just, it, it's, uh, the way I'm motivated, it just makes it a little bit more difficult for me to really want to kill myself, especially when I'm dealing with a lot of, you know, you know, um, hormonal stuff, things where like my body's really extra sore and I don't recover super well. And it, which makes it even harder for me mentally to try and get in there and get work done and get good work done. And so what is, I've noticed with the idea of me getting, you know, potentially getting into the tactical games, I feel really excited about it. And yeah. You have something not, to look forward to. It's not like this big, it's not big, like the CrossFit games. It's like, I'm not looking for that. Yeah. The idea of like getting, you know, getting in and like, it has the whole fitness aspect and like, really hard stuff, but then also skills and, um, just something to challenge me and me to like, that is exciting. So I'm excited because I'm actually have like a, this like motivation or a goal to, to work on. And I haven't really, you know, I've been more, I don't know, depressed and melancholy. So I'm excited for you, (laughs) but you don't want to see my feet. Oh, that toe. That toe is still bad. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to drop it like it was hot on the dance floor. Just oh, I knocked you. myself out. <laughs> You're like, hey guys, watch this. <laughs> I did. 
they said the, the woman with drinks was behind me and just kind of went like, oh God, is she okay? <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, well, I couldn't wear heels. So I like had like my combat boots on or like yeah. my Doc Martens. Yeah. Because it kind of holds my foot in. And I was like, oh, this seems like a good idea. Real wide legs. Oh, you know, like a, real, like a real daddy extra, long leg. Yeah, real extra weird. Oh, yeah. Just dropped it and just went, whoop. Sam just nonchalantly just comes over, just picks me up. (laughs) So cool. (laughs) Yeah, so cool. He's the coolest. He's the coolest. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget forget to to rate, review, subscribe, five-star rating, five-star warning, and we'll get back to you. We'll get back to you next week. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye.